Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. It should be a goal of 100% renewable energy for 100% of the people. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Today on Suncast, I have the distinct pleasure to welcome back a guest that you have heard before if you're an old-time listener of Suncast, Mr. John Bonanno. He is now Chief Experience Officer at New Energy Nexus. And John and I have been talking for a while about a a little solar flare, a solar baby that we want to birth out of Suncast. I'm going to tell you a little more about that story today. So sit back and relax. John and I are going to explain to you Impact Positive. John, welcome back to Suncast. Thanks. Good to be here, Nico. I feel like a lot has changed since we interviewed last. Can you bring us up to speed? And I'd like for you to start on a beach in India. (laughs) Well, I think we should actually start further back than that. Have your way. I was fortunate enough to work with uh, a guy named Mika Notio on a project called uh, Empower Micro. And it was a power electronics company focused on bringing down the cost up the reliability and bringing up the efficiency of solar and energy storage systems. Unfortunately, the market timing and pricing was very difficult for that company. And ultimately, we ended up selling it in 2017 to uh, SunGrow, which was fine. The outcome was not fantastic for the investors nor for the management, but hopefully they will turn that technology into a winner and deliver value to the transition. At that time, uh, my wife and I decided we were going to go take our young girls, eight and six at the time, and go on a round-the-world journey. And during that journey, which is the time you're referencing in, in India, where we had traveled through Europe and in Africa, and we had arrived in India, and throughout my journey, we, uh, we were seeing the climate change effects. And we were also seeing women in entrepreneurship. We were seeing people that were certainly not getting a big crowd around them for you know venture capital. This was a, a very different type of entrepreneurship that excited me a lot. Bottom of the pyramid type of very outcome-focused types of things. And so I reached out to you because I've always loved Suncast. We've worked on a couple episodes together. And I think you speak with a voice which is really honest. And it's also very inquisitive around how do people build better organizations, whether they're for-profit or non-for-profit around the transition, the energy transition from greening generation, smarter grid interactivity, better efficiency, mobility, electrification, the things that we all believe in as the, the new truth. How do we accelerate that transition? I'll never forget this. Uh, you called me on WhatsApp and you're like, hey, I'm sitting on a beach in India and I've got this wild idea. I want to record some folks. And uh, I'd love to just give you the, the that audio to use as you see fit on Suncast. You explained to me the idea that you're going to explain to the audience where you had encountered 
entrepreneurs around the world that that just busted the status quo and uh, sort of opened your mind to some missing pieces of the of the global perspective of energy. You know, when I when I first called you, you know, you and I have had conversations on and off for years, but there was a moment where I was seeing some really interesting entrepreneurship. One specific example where we were in Tanzania and spending time with a uh, a Western woman, but she was uh, born in Eastern Europe, uh, immigrated to the United States, uh, then ended up saying, I'm leaving the United States, went to Tanzania and started a jewelry company. She's, she's a design specialist, design expert, amazing aesthetic. And she started working with Maasai women because in Tanzanian society, the women don't really have an opportunity to create economic value for themselves and for their families. And thus there's a really challenging male-female relationship societally, and there's a lot of abuse and just not an equitable type of living situation. So by her creating some abundance for these women, women have more choices. They have the ability to leave a family situation that's not working for them. They have the ability to carry a family situation through a tough time if required. And also she was very, very thoughtful around uh, preserving the artistic and indigenous heritage of these Maasai women around um, beading and creation of aesthetic. It's just an incredible partnership and the company's become quite successful and uh, I just thought, wow, entrepreneurship is everywhere and, and that and that social angle. And I know a lot of impact investors have been doing this good work for so long, looking yeah. for triple bottom line, good profits and good for people and good for, for the planet. It was new to me. Yeah. And so that's when I reached out to you and I said, could Suncast the, as a platform go beyond just clean energy? Yep. And can we have a the dialogue about what we're missing, mm-hmm. which is... We don't see a lot of women executives in clean energy. We we should. We don't see a lot of people of color in this transition, which we should. Mm. But maybe beyond should is is the results at this point, if you look at private equity, the results of backing women and people of color and from regions that are typically not looked at, the results are better. Yeah. And that's where I wanted us to really key in, right? Because mm. this also was manifest in the conversation I had with Danny where he gave some statistics, and you'll be able to cite those statistics uh, more readily than I, but female leadership, in particular in countries that have raised equity, produce better results, right? And it's not just female. It also can be, it also is extrapolated to minority. It also is extrapolated to places not considered bastions of capital, right? right? And and capitalism, Mm -hmm. places where headquarters are not in the middle of Silicon Valley, the returns are baffling. Yeah, they're they're much better. And and there's a theory that says that, well, maybe it's because private equity has spent so long ignoring those types of entrepreneurs that the ones that are now getting funded are the the, the absolute superstars and you're sort of cherry picking. There is a line of thought that says that that's what you're doing. Mm. And only 5% or less than 5%, in fact, went into women-led businesses, uh, people that are minorities in, in leadership roles, leading businesses. And so the results are in fact quite stellar. Yeah. And so one might say, well, yeah, but you're getting the, the very, very best that that particular you know group has to offer. And maybe there's some truth to that, but with all honesty, I've founded a company with a woman. I've worked with many people of color throughout my, my lifetime. And, and I've always been impressed with the level of sensitivity 
and also the the very different perspective when yeah. thinking about product and product match and is this for just one particular counterparty yep. or is this for everyone and you know at the new energy nexus california clean energy fund which is a non-for-profit the way we look out at the world is is and a goal of supporting diverse entrepreneurs in clean energy to be successful in solving the climate change uh, or i should say the climate crisis more accurately is that it should be a goal of a hundred percent renewable energy for a hundred percent of the people and that this is not just for solar on rooftops in woodside california or it's not just people rolling around in teslas in new york city this is really for the entire fabric of the United States and beyond, of course, to the bottom of the the pyramid, right down to the developing world where our work, uh, and this is something I give Danny and Sherry Pittman complete credit for is, is, and they were the, they are the leaders and have been the leaders for the past two years saying, where is the need greatest? Yeah. And if you look around the world, Southeast Asia has about 800 million people and it's predominantly powered with coal. Mm. And if that part of the world continues to grow as expected in terms of population, and all of it is fueled by coal-fired power plants, it doesn't matter what we do in Germany or in California or New York, because that just dwarfs, that kind of carbon footprint just dwarfs all other efforts. And so we've taken our work to that place and expanding the new energy nexus in Jakarta and across Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam, China, trying to bring entrepreneurship up there so it's always locally grown absolutely and if you're listening to this and wondering if we've got a script we don't we're going to unpack for you in a few minutes what we envision to be impact positive and i just wanted to point out as you're discussing new energy nexus focus globally it reminds me you know back to the original conversation around impact positive you called me with this uh ambition this sort of uh this idea and you said, not, not, not only have I got this idea, but I've already recorded a few episodes. Let me send them to you. And long story short. Terrible. <laughs> long story short, I essentially said, hey, John, I think that the wisdom in what you're seeking to do is right. Let's reboot this. Let's, re- let's do this right. Let's try to find a way to be thoughtful about, who, uh, about what this message means. You know, we've got our first episode of what we're calling Impact Positive. Still not sure yet whether this is a standalone series, but we are going to bring to light executives and entrepreneurs who are emblematic of this idea of how can we look into the insights gleaned from an executive who who falls into a category of often overlooked perspectives like Catherine Rosaya, who's coming up on Thursday, and figure out what can we extract from that, that not only New Energy Nexus, but many others can, I'm going to say export, and that might be the wrong word, but can integrate into the work that's being done, bringing up leaders who are women, leaders who are minority, leaders who are people of color, leaders who are marginalized in other ways, maybe globally, maybe here in the United States. What lessons can we extract for that demographic, particularly, that men and women, minorities, that anyone who has a similar common goal can adopt as best practice for their own work? The universal truth is that this this revolution and this uh, transformation, is it requires a lot of really talented people yeah. from a lot of different corners in the world. 
And so for us to just assume that everything happens in Palo Alto is, is just right. absolutely and, and patently false. Well, Palo Alto and Durham. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, so can you, can you give me the 30 second elevator pitch of what you think impact positive captures? You and I have been discussing impact positive off and on for several months and we're in a creative process, whether it's going to be standalone or where it's going to be sort of a, a chapter or a flavor of, of Suncast. We're not sure. What we're we're certain of is that impact positive is really the story around the change makers and the change agents. And whether they're in a for-profit business or a non-for-profit business or, or organization, I think that's not consequential. Both of those types of structures have function in the transition. Mm-hmm. So I really wanted to capture those stories and create learnings so that we can create legions of these great leaders and not great like they're up on a pedestal and we're, we're doing sort of um, iconographic worshiping. It's more of how can we use that as a, uh, a learning moment to create more of that type of thing. So as you said, we have Catherine on this upcoming Thursday, a fantastic leader, an immigrant, a woman. And we're going to have many more. We're going to have uh, people of color on. We're going to have uh, Latinos. The idea is to have content that really does speak to the smaller voices and maybe mm-hmm. the voices we haven't even heard yet. And that learning will create, hopefully, you know, I'd love to have Rob Wallace on, for example, mm. who's started Power 52 yeah. in Baltimore. He's doing a lot of retraining of, of re-entering citizens to do solar and energy storage installations. They're also doing a lot of urban youth education around uh, job training and things like this. There's so many stories there that need to be visible and need to be elevated. And that voice needs to be elevated. So I'm hoping that Impact Positive is that platform where you and I, as white males with quite a bit of privilege, we may not be the right spokespersons, but maybe we are the channel to that voice being elevated. And, yeah. and that's my hope is, is in the most humble possible way, we can have that dialogue and not be interfering with it, but just enhancing it. I have nothing to add. <laughs> that was that was beautifully said. So there you have it, Solar Warrior. You are going to be along on the ride with us. Uh, John and I both are quite busy, as, as you all might imagine. I mean, we have another episode forthcoming where we're going to revisit uh, John's story. Uh, if you listen to his story back in the, gosh, I think the 30s of Suncast, back from Suncast, SPI. 20s, I think it was. Yeah, might even, yeah you're right. It's probably, probably in the 20s. When he was still uh, running in power, lots changed. So John and I are busy, and we're going to figure out how this weaves into the Suncast narrative. But what's true is it's a story worth talking about that doesn't quite fit within the, the typical sort of executive expose that I do through the Suncast lens, but expands the possibilities. We'd love to hear from you. Give us feedback. You can email john at calcef.org or nico at mysuncast.com. Obviously, that's how you can reach both of us. You can also find us at mysuncast on Twitter, at Nico Mayo, N-I-C-O-M-E-O on Twitter. Let us know. If you have someone that you think should be highlighted, we would love to understand how entrepreneurship and maybe best practices is the right term can be categorized and, and, and exported and, and sort of duplicated through our efforts into places that need it most and highlight uh, an emphasis to voices and perspectives that deserve to be heard, not just, as John put it, 
privileged white men who have heretofore been what you might call the template, right? And there's a there's the A to B to Z sort of pathway to success that I think is bunk. And so we're going to explore what success means in, the, in you know, 2019, 2020, what success means for a refugee, what success means for someone who is looking to disrupt energy in places like Africa or India and the universal truths that tie us together. I also don't think this is a global, uh, this is a, a U.S. story. I mean, this is a, this yeah. is a global story in it's energy fair. access, but you know, the things that the, the challenges at the bottom of the period in, in terms of energy access, those are the same challenges that yeah. people have here in the United States too. You know, everyone likes to say, oh, let's go, you know, over to this faraway place and help somebody out. I mean, there are people right in, in the United States that don't have access to clean water. They don't have access to reliable energy source, etc. And especially when we start seeing more superstorms and climatic disruptions to the, the business as usual, uh, this problem is going to exacerbate. So uh, it's worth discussion. Well, thank you for taking the time to hear this interesting narrative that we want to bring to the Suncast listener. If you have ideas, please uh, join us as we explore this. As always, you can find more details about Suncast and about the many entrepreneurs who have come before and will come after at mysuncast.com. You can find me on Twitter, as I just mentioned. While you're there, do also check out the Suncast Tribe, where you can be a part of our inner circle of solar warriors and trusted advisors. You click on the member button to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter while you're there so we can notify you as we do begin to build upon the story and the narrative of Impact Positive. Hey, I am so glad that you've chosen to spend your most valuable resource with us today, and that is your time. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.